0: Welcome to our third episode of Power Platform Explained. Thank you for taking the time to join us to listen and learn more about the Microsoft Power Platform. For anyone who does not know me, my name is Ursula Koller and I'm the Corporate Marketing Lead at QBS Group. With me today is our Power Platform Expert, Chris Parks. He's going to help me understand more about the Microsoft Power Platform and in this episode specifically, Microsoft Power Apps. Hello, Chris. Hello, Ishle. Thank you for joining us today. Before we start, Can you help the audience understand your background when it comes to business applications?
1: Yes, indeed. I'm Chris Parks and I work as an independent business consultant. My background originally was in software engineering. I spent time early in my career writing line of business application extensions for accounting software and I also worked for a UK independent software vendor or ISV in industry terms who provided HR and payroll solutions to the UK market. Uh, That company was acquired by Great Plains who were then subsequently acquired by Microsoft uh, so, I got to spend the best part of the 2000s and the 2010s working with Microsoft partners and ISVs, helping them to get to know the broader business applications portfolio that Microsoft had and the opportunities that it provided.
0: That's great, thank you. Uh, so, in this podcast, Chris, I'd like to cover some things specific to Power Apps with you. When we covered Power Platform in the first episode of this series, You mentioned that Power Apps are a component part of the Power Platform and that they could be used to build and deploy customized applications.
1: Uh, Indeed, I did, and yes, they can. Uh, I talked specifically about the iPhone and how the expression there's an app for that entered our everyday language when it comes to mobile devices, uh, and then how the Power Platform, or Power Apps in particular, really brings to the fore the expression there's a business app for that uh, right now.
0: Okay, so when it comes to these apps or applications, what does Power Apps provide that means a partner should start to take notice and get to know more about what they are?
1: Yeah, so uh, Power Apps provides today what is known as a low-code developer environment that can be used to build custom applications or apps for business needs. Uh, there are different types of Power Apps, including Canvas apps and model-driven apps, as well as other things branded under the same product family. Uh, both model-driven and Canvas apps sit nicely on top of the Microsoft Dataverse, but there are also hundreds of pre-built connectors that can be used to consume data from or push data to other systems.
0: Right, Chris. So when you say other things branded under the same product family, what exactly do you mean?
1: Yes, of course. So Microsoft acquired a company called A D X Studio back in 2015, primarily to strengthen their web self-service product portfolio. And there's a product now known as Power Apps Portals, which is the modern-day equivalent of A D X Studio web portals. And the original product was built by the Microsoft ISV partner natively on top of what was Dynamics CRM it became Dynamics 365 portals and then more recently Power Apps portals
0: okay so that's the history of the product but what do these Power Apps portals actually provide
1: Well, although they've been rebranded and have technically evolved over time, the concept of these portals hasn't changed. Uh, In general, they provide a way to give access to data anonymously if required or through secure sign-in to protected information stored within an organisation. So to give you an example here, if you were a membership organization and you wanted to provide a website for people browsing to access anonymously, uh, to encourage them to consider joining, you could use Power Apps portals to do that. Uh, and then for any members that had already joined, you could also use it to provide secure access to additional content repositories or personalized member areas.
0: Right, this is clear. Then also Chris, what is the difference between a Canvas app and a model-driven app? You have mentioned both. Can you help me understand why they are different?
1: Uh, Yes, I can, uh, of course. So model-driven apps are designed and built on top of the dataverse. Uh, Microsoft's own first-party apps, such as Dynamics 365 for Sales or Customer Service, are examples of model-driven apps in their own right. And one of the things that PowerApps provides is the ability for anyone to create a model-driven app that can leverage the same user interface as those first-party applications. Uh, you can also use the same capabilities to enforce business logic and then publish apps easily for consumption in a way that's almost identical to how those first-party apps are published. Uh, usually. You would start the creation of those apps with a structured data model in mind, hence model-driven apps. Uh, Canvas apps start from the opposite end of the design thinking. Uh, They provide a blank canvas onto which you can drag and drop pre-built controls and then use Excel-like expressions known as PowerFX to define logic and work with data. Uh, You can share them natively or embed them so that they can be consumed from other places such as Teams, uh, SharePoint or Power BI for example.
0: Okay, excellent. So then why should the partner care and what difference can it make to them and their customers?
1: Well, we all know that the majority of out of the box business solutions aren't able to meet the exact needs of a customer. uh, And often nor do they integrate well with other business programs. So, you know, uh, there's a saying where a product is described as best of breed. uh, But my take on that saying is that the product may well be the best, but often it doesn't breed or integrate well with other systems. Now, if we combine that thought with Power Apps providing a simple-to-learn-and-use interface for application development, then what we have is a blank canvas or common data model that a partner can use to create and provide solutions. Those solutions could then fill in any functional gaps surrounding existing line of business applications, or they could extend or integrate with them to provide a more tailored implementation of what a customer is looking to achieve. Uh, finally, for me, one of the really nice things about Power Apps is that once you've created and published an app, it then renders really well across all of the standard platforms for web and mobile applications. So the proliferation of devices that we all use, such as Android phones and iPads in our daily lives, are great for end users to consume these Power Apps, uh, as well as the more traditional business or PC laptop users. So then. As a Power App creator, you don't need to worry about maintaining compatibility across devices or browsers. Power Apps can take care of all of that for you.
0: It should be very valuable indeed, Chris. So now that we have talked about what Power Apps are and why a partner should care, most importantly, how can they make money from it? Where do the commercial opportunities exist?
1: Yeah, I think If you're in the business of business applications, there are many ways you can start to commercialize this opportunity, and most of which partners are already familiar with. Uh, One way would be to operate on a pure uh, project services basis, So work with customers on the design, the implementation of new solutions um, that they need that would benefit them daily. Uh, You could also provide projects that deliver added value on top of the existing Dynamics 365 applications that already live on the dataverse, uh, for example. Uh, You could even go down the route of creating brand new line of business applications from scratch, uh, licensing them on a per user per month basis and therefore sell it in exactly the same way that Microsoft sell their applications. You'll need to consider license management management, of course, and how best to protect your intellectual property, uh, the sorts of things that I know QBS have tools such as the cloud partner panel to help with those needs. Uh, And of course, all of those then bring annuity license revenue opportunities with the usual expected margins. So bearing those things in mind and then factoring in ongoing development for customers as their needs change and evolve over time, uh, there are many ways that partners can consider that would enable them to begin to make money from Microsoft Power Apps.
0: Thanks again, Chris, for these useful insights. So this was our third edition of the QBS Power Platform podcast. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to explore more of the Power Platform technologies in detail, explain additional use cases, how to license, and the next steps to learn more. Follow us on our podcast channel or visit qbsgroup.com.